and uh, flipping through the channels and ran across a real sports uh, story on HBO. And, uh, and as it's opening up, it tells you three different stories they're going to cover. And they mentioned one about baseball and about special needs children. And that really caught my attention. And uh, You're listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast that supports parents of children with disabilities by sharing the stories of individuals who have grown up with disabilities and the organizations available to help parents along the way. Stay connected with us by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment if you want to join in on the conversation. Last week, we met Benji Caps, the executive director of the Miracle League of the Triangle in Cary, North Carolina. And today we're talking with Robin Rose about how the Miracle League of the Triangle got started and how you could start a Miracle League if there isn't one in your area that you live in. So, Robin, welcome to Water Prairie. Thank you for having me. And um, to get started, would you tell us just just a little bit about yourself? I'm you know, 67 years old. Um, I've been uh, involved with baseball uh, of some sort since I was in the Little League back in Wilson, North Carolina. And uh, pretty much baseball has been a, a big part of my life. Even even to today, I still play uh, baseball with the Men's Senior League, Baseball League, uh, uh, North Carolina Central League, and it's wooden bat and uh, play through the summertime. And, you know, I'm, I'm still involved in baseball, but uh, I would tell you that the Miracle League would be, you know, our, our project that we're, we're most proud of throughout the years. Nice. Now, those that are listening, if you did not listen to last week's and you're not familiar with what the Miracle League is, I'd encourage you to go back to last week's episode. Um, Benji gives us a really good rundown of what the Miracle League is all about, and you'll be able to see some images of what what's happening at their field specifically. But today we're going to talk about starting up the Miracle League of the Triangle and just to give you some tools and some ideas if you want to start one in your area. So, um, Robin, how did you first hear about the Miracle League? Well, uh, back in 2005, I happened to be sitting on my couch, maybe laying on my couch on a Sunday afternoon, like most husbands are, and uh, flipping through the channels and ran across a real sports uh, story on HBO. And, uh, and as it's opening up, it tells you three different stories they're going to cover. And they mentioned one about baseball and about special needs children, and that really caught my attention. And um, and so I locked in on that. And um the Lord picked me up off that couch and put me about five feet from that TV and had me mesmerized and pretty much said, hey, you, you go do this and, 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 and I'm going to help you every step. And he has helped every step. So uh, um, I uh, first person that popped in my mind was Tony Withers. Tony and I have had a business relationship and a friendship relationship uh, for a long time. And we kind of see things eyeball to eyeball and a lot of things. And we both enjoyed the game of baseball. And he was the first person I thought of. I said, I called him up and said, Tony, you, uh, uh, this HBO program is coming on on Wednesday night. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I just want you to watch it and uh, and tell me what you think about it. And call me back on Thursday. He said, well, I don't have HBO. I said, well, go find a neighbor or somebody has got HBO to watch this program. I think it was a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And um, he did, and he didn't wait till Thursday. He called me Wednesday night after the program. He <laughs> says, when are we going to get started? And I said, how about today? So that's how that actually started. Wow. Wow. So it, so it was a, a quick reaction to it. I was going to ask you what your reaction was, but but that 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 was a definite heart pull for, for both of you, it sounds like. Well, the program was that impactful. It was, it was really that impactful to both of us. So how did you start the process then? So you called, you called Tony, but what did the two of you do to even get started? Well, um, we, we first of all did some research on, on the Miracle League itself and the national office, which 
came pretty much off of that uh, off of that program. And uh, we decided we would start uh, by going to see a Miracle League field uh, in action, to see what it was all about live. And uh, the closest field happened to be in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the time. Okay. And um, had a really excellent director, Stephanie Davis, who now is with the, the home office in Atlanta. Uh, we went down to see her to talk about it, spent some time with her, and then we just started the process of coming back home, uh, starting to do, trying to do location uh, identification on where where the best place to be for this field, and um, uh, started talking about the people that were our friends uh, and people that had the same interest that we had, um, and 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 some of our friends had special needs children, and, and trying to you know, put together, form a board, uh, pull a team together to, to, to take on this, uh, this venture here, because it's, uh, um, uh, it's, it's something that uh, everybody uh, was excited about getting involved with, didn't have anybody have any questions about it. We just showed them the program, like we watched the program and said, if you're interested, we'd like to have you, and, and everybody was all in. Wow. So when you first contacted the national office, what did they provide you with to help you get started? Uh, they had a package of things to, to get the Miracle League started because they, they were already uh, up and running and, and they were moving uh, at a fast pace. And so they had a, a brochure of, of, of the Miracle League and how it runs. And, you know, it's a two-inning game. And, you know, they, they just kind of laid out the template for you on how to get started. And uh, we actually got in our car and we drove down to Atlanta to meet uh, the staff, uh, Diane Alford and, and her, her staff down there at the time, so we could talk about it, go see a couple of more Miracle League fields that are in Georgia, and uh, just try to get ideas on, on what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Okay. So part of the biggest, I, I would say for, for me, I would think the biggest question I would have coming into this is how, it, it's one thing to have the plan and to know, you know, kind of how it's going to run as a program, but you've got to have the facility to work with. So how did you start raising the funds to even be able to build a a field and a place to, to work? Or did you build build a field at first? Well, uh, good question. I mean, the first, first thing we want to do is try to find a location, a good location. Uh, a lot of these fields uh, that we ran across were, were actually fields that were surrounded by other fields, whether it be soccer fields, baseball fields. And normally it was a, a, a town or a city park is where a lot of these fields were located. Uh, there, were, there were some that weren't. But, but uh, we, we wanted to find the perfect location and, and we looked at we looked at several locations and and um, we reached out to the town of Cary and at that time Mary Henderson was uh, the uh, parks and Rec director and we told her we went by to see her she's actually on our board uh, now today uh, we went by to see her and said you know we're interested in trying to, to do this Miracle League park somewhere and you, you have a facility somewhere we, we may be able to step into and be able to, to service a special needs community. And she thought about it for a couple of days. I think she called us back up and she said, look, I think I've got the perfect place for you. We have a, a an agreement that we're getting ready to put in place with Henry Adams Elementary School, which is right off of the, right off of 440. And um, she said, we, we, we're positioned up to, to use it, their field, their, their field that they have there. But I think it's probably a perfect location for y'all. So we'll pass on that and we'll, we'll, let, you, we'll let you pursue that oh, if you wow. want to. But all of this stuff is a blessing. You know, it just came, I mean, just it was laid out in front of us. So uh, we went uh, through the um, uh, Wake County Public School System um, to, to have an agreement with those guys to do a Miracle League field. We went and showed them the program. We had to go in front of the board. Um, 
Uh, you know, they were we were after 20 years, but I think in the beginning they were only going to give us five years uh, so they could take a look at it because nobody knew what the Miracle League was and right. nobody really knew in Wake County School System who Tony and I were. You could do a little quick fact check, I guess, but uh, they didn't know who we were and they didn't know what we were bringing there. And it was kind of like, you know, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity to come in, but we want to see uh, what, what this thing is all about. And I think it was moved to 10 years uh, when we actually had the agreement. And um, after, I would tell you, after three years, or after three years or two years, uh, we, we went back. Uh, we had a board member on the way County School System say, come back and, and ask for 10 more because what you guys are doing is incredible. We, we want you to have there. Because, I mean, there's a lot of money invested there. Uh, we wanted at least 20 years of what we wanted. And in the end, the way County School System, because of our performance and because of the good that it brought to the community and the smiles and the joy, uh, they extended us to 20 years. So that's how the location part happened. As far as the fundraising is concerned, uh, Tony and I, we're in the, I'm in the construction business or the land development business, and Tony's in the engineering business. And we knew a lot of people in the community uh, that could, could come together and put this field together uh, for us. We knew, you know, we knew graders, we knew fence people, we knew surface people, we knew brick uh, people that build buildings. Uh, we, we, we knew everybody because of what we've done, and we were able to go reach out to those folks and, and ask for their help. And, and, and not one person said, I, just, I don't think I can help you on this project. I mean, everybody said, what do you want me to do? I mean, I actually showed the video uh, from HBO, which was about a 19-minute video. It was kind of long. And I had a, a couple of guys sit there looking at my laptop, and we didn't get through eight minutes of them. They reached over there and shut it down and said, what can I do to help you? You know, that's how far it got. So, wow. like I said, we were blessed all the way through. We had a lot of good people, and, and even today, there's so many people involved with this. You know, we can talk about Benji and Robin and Tony all you want to, but this is a community deal now. You know, we just, as Tony would say, we just uh, got a seat on the bus, and we're happy to, to be driving that bus. Now, you mentioned that um, some so, some of the names that, that, that you just mentioned were, were board members. So you're organized as a separate organization. You're not part of the town. You're not part of the schools, correct? Right, exactly. We're we're our own. I call it independent Miracle League, but the a majority of, uh, of the Miracle Leagues, and I can't tell you what percentage is, but normally it's either uh, run by the YMCA or run by the city or the municipality town that it's in. And, um, and and normally they're involved in because they like community. They want to be in in parks where you have. Uh, uh, other children playing, uh, whether it be major league baseball, whether it be softball, whether it be soccer, that that, that that's creating that community too, because those people are there. But um, you know, I, I would say on the other end of that, uh, our fields, which are kind of independent of anything like that, and uh, it's kind of like their special space, this their space, and, and and when they're there, it's their community. You know what I mean? So it works on both ends. You know, it really right. does work. On both sides, but uh, in, in our particular, and there's no reason, I mean, we didn't shy away from anything like that, but uh, there's no, we were looking for location, 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 so, so you know, people could actually come out and see and cheer for these kids, you know, so um, it works both ways, whether it be with the city, whether it be within a park situation, or whether it be a standalone. And I know the Miracle League of the Triangle has two active fields right now and a third one about to start. And um, so the first one is the one that you've just described, the one in Cary. The right. second one, was that part of a collaboration with another organization or is that another standalone like it is? 
It's a standalone, but it was in uh, collaboration with YMCA, uh, uh, YMCA uh, uh, Capital YMCA, if you will. It was their property. Um, okay. The, the, I'm going to tell you the difference here. In Henry Adams School, the, the parking lot was there, the utilities were there, the field was flat, and it was a pretty easy get for us. Um, uh, in North Raleigh, it was a raw piece of property that had 30, 40 foot trees on there. There were no utilities down there. Oh, wow. the, the construction cost and, and the, uh, uh, the number that it took to build that particular field uh, were, were probably two and a half times more than what we did for the carry field. Okay. And uh, yeah. um, now today, the YMCA has donated that land to us. So we own that land outright. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, if they ever need to use it, they're certainly welcome to use it. But we, we own that field now. So you have the first field that is the property is being leased, but the, the field is, is what you've built, but the land that it's on is what's being leased, correct? Yes, I mean it's a it's a ten dollar a year or whatever. It's a, like I said, we're being we, we've got a, a shared agreement with the Wake County Public School System. Uh, they get used to fill for their children in school. Okay, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Henry Adams School is a school that they have uh, has been designated as you know special needs there as well. Even though I mean it's got more probably special needs children there than, than all the elementary schools, and uh, it really doesn't matter. It's it's a field for everybody. It's a field right. for their kickball. It's a track for if they want to run, you know, or they walk. You know, a lot of teachers come out at break time and they have lunch and they walk around the track. You know, so we we have a track around every field, and uh, we just and the reason that came about is because there was a, a dirt track there when we went Henry out oh. of school. We, we said it was it was dirt. It was nothing. You know, it was really nothing. But we said, you know what, we're going to put a, a, a asphalt track around this field so that they can still have their track. I remember when my daughter first started playing there, my son was still, he was maybe eight years old, seven or eight. And I can remember sitting in the stands and counting how many times I could see him running around behind the outfield as he was making his laps, just fi yep. finding his thing. And as he got older, he, he became more involved as a buddy and um, and was, awesome. was on the field after that. But um, but I, I appreciate it as a parent having that track there because I, I knew where he was. He wasn't out in the parking lot. He wasn't getting right. in trouble somewhere. <laughs> he, right. he was safe. But um, but I, w I was curious about that if the school was using that because it's it's yes, it's a great absolutely. facility. Yeah. And it's and I do know that there are children there who are safer on that on that field. All of them are because it's a fenced in field. So they can play right. kickball without a ball rolling into the road. They exactly. you know, it, is, it is a safe place there. So, um, so you have those two, and then the third field that is in the process right now, and we're, our family's looking forward to that one opening because we, we, we've been watching the, the plans for years, waiting for that to come on. But that's in collaboration with, is it with the Durham Bulls that you're working with? It is, the Capital Broadcasting Company and the Durham Bulls, yes. Okay, and then also um, with, uh, with Durham itself. Is that, is uh, that not, with, not with the city of Durham. Not with the city, okay. Okay, so just just with that, I knew there were yep. some some agreements that were going on with that, but I wasn't sure if it was because of any type of ownership or just for the getting the the permissions to use the land the way the way that you want to use it. Well, well, the half half of the land, or a little bit more half of the land, was owned by the Durham Housing Authority, and the other half by the Durham Bulls. The Durham Bulls were actually actually using that for parking for their for their games. Okay. Um, and, and that's how that came about. We wanted to be in the vicinity of the Durham Bulls Park. We wanted to mimic the Durham Bulls Stadium. So that was a perfect spot for it. Um, uh, hindsight on that is that when you when you uh, you're dealing with uh, 
the Durham Housing Authority, they were they were all in. I mean, they installed the program. Uh, they went to their board. They voted on it, and it was it was good to go. It took a little time, uh, but they were good to go on it to let us to let us lease that field from them. And uh, then we got a call that said, you know, we actually can't find that lease with you because it's owned by HUD. And that's okay. when that's when things started slowing down. Because if you ever if you ever having to deal with HUD or any seems like any government. Uh, Entity, um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of red tape, and you know you can call and beat on doors and go sit on on the steps and try to see somebody, but it's it was a process. I'll tell you that it's a process. So uh, my, if I'm gonna make any recommendations, if you're building, if you're stay away from from government <laughs> property because it's hard to do. You get it done, but it takes a while to get it done. Just to make sure that that we are being fair, it's not individuals that are trying to stop you on that. It's all the red tape that's put in place oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it nobody, just takes time. <laughs> nobody, nobody is trying to stop. Absolutely not. It's just a red tape that you got to go through to get it. You know, and we we we. We didn't realize that that was HUD on property. We thought the Durham Housing Authority owned it. And like I said, we went to see those guys and they, they looked at it, they sent it to the board, they checked the boxes, we were all in. And then I guess they got notification, you know, as we were trying to put this thing together that it was actually HUD on property. So uh, and that's a process. I, I think maybe a year or two years worth of, uh, of going back and forth and trying to call and knocking on doors and doing everything we can. And then you're right in the middle of this, you know, we had the COVID, that COVID thing, but we, we had this worked out uh, with HUD before then, you know, we were. Yeah. It, 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 you, 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 you were facing some bigger challenges because of COVID during, during the, the process through the third field now. And so, um, so I'm sure, I'm sure that was slowing everything down. Yeah, I mean, you know what, we were kind of through that before COVID hit, but then when COVID hit, it, it did slow, I would say it slowed the construction work down, the construction part of it down, you know what right. I mean? I think we were through all the red tape and stuff, or just about through all the red tape uh, by the time COVID hit, but you know what happened when COVID hit, and that was for everybody, every business, every game, every field, everything. Oh, right, right. Um, so that, that field I'm probably the most excited about because of the connection with the Durham Bulls. And I'm thinking, just as we're talking around the country right now, how many how many areas do we have professional and semi-professional teams that have no Miracle League anywhere within reach of them? And maybe someone listening to this has a connection there, and they can help help get get a few more started throughout the country, even in those areas, using some of those resources of land that they may not even be using that 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 those teams and and owners of the teams have access to. Yeah, I think there's a lot more of that going on that we actually know. Um, I will tell you right away. I mean, before we even got started, the, the Kansas City Royals were the first one in. If you if you look at the Google Maps and you zoom in on Kansas City Royals Stadium, if you look right behind the left field wall, you'll see a Miracle League field. Oh wow! Uh, that was the first one that I that I saw, and that's almost you know we're almost trying to mimic that with the Durham Bulls and uh, uh, this 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 and I'll call it a stadium because that's what it is that we're building. Uh, we'll have the the Blue Monster. And we'll have the the Bull. In the outfield, it's going to mimic the Durham Bulls Stadium as close as we can. Nice. So, are you going to have a bull with smoke coming out of his nose with with, with everyone's home run? <laughs> if we got anything to do with it, yes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that 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 there are a lot of kids who, who would enjoy seeing that if, if oh, they're able to. Absolutely, <laughs> you got to be a part of it. Like I said, yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, so on your organization, did you start with filing as a nonprofit right away? 
did you establish as an LLC first as you started moving through? What what were those those background licensing that you had to go through? Yeah, we we, we actually had uh, we actually uh, copied I say copied mimicked whatever word you want to use for uh, the YMCA model. Uh, Tim Joyce, okay. who was here in Cary for years and years and years uh, before he moved um, to a larger to Richmond to, to handle several YMCA's. He was on our board as well, and he helped us form this nonprofit and mimic right behind the YMCA on exactly how they did it, how they brought board members on, how you roll them off. I mean, so we, we like I said, it seemed like we had somebody that, that touched every need we had on the board, and they came through with fine colors. And our boards are working more. Our board members don't get paid for anything. If we go on trips for Miracle League, we pay our own way. Uh, this is a working board. These are people that take their 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 time and their heart and their money, and they they make it possible for these kids to to to, to have joy, you know, every weekend. So of the season, of course. Yeah. When I, and and overall, from what I've seen from a family's point of view, and as I've gotten to know some of the leadership better, it's it's being well done. So I would encourage those that are listening to to really listen through this and think through some of the ideas that 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 Robin's given you, because it, it, everyone starting out is going to flounder a little bit to know how how to get started, where to where to go. But just hearing this is helping. I think with like if I were to step in, I I, I would have so much research to have to go through. But hearing what you're sharing already, I've got all kinds of ideas. If I wanted to start a program right now, where I would even start with it. And so, um, so I'm hoping that those that are listening will um, will really think about this and whether they can start or whether they need to be the catalyst to get the next person to start. Um, you know, start 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 talking with your friends if there's not a program in your area. And as we said last week in the show notes for this, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. There's a link to the national office, and Stephanie is the one who you'll be contacting there. Even if, if you're not looking to start a field, if you're trying to find a field for your child, contact Stephanie. She will be able to tell you exactly what's the closest field to where you live right now. And um, and so she had asked me to, to, to link it that way instead of putting a full list of fields. But if you have a field that you want to contact me about, feel free to do that as well. We'll be, we'll be glad to try to help get, get, get the word out to your area as much as we can. So speaking of getting the word out, if a listener um, lives in an area where there's not a Miracle League, what advice would you give them if they want to get a program started? So from what you've learned through all this process, what's the biggest advice that you would pass on to the next person wanting to start? Well, you, 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 you've got to surround yourself with, with I call them doers, people that, that, that get things done. And you know, they always say, if you want something done, get a busy person to do it. Uh, that, that's that's what you got to surround yourself with people that can help you get things done. I mean, I'm, you know, we we, we kind of were laser focused on exactly we kind of knew where we were heading, but you say anything you want to say about it all the way along. We were we were we were blessed all the way along uh, with things falling in line for us. Uh, 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 people donate money, money coming in that we we never even asked for. They just happened to hear about it on a program. On a, on a radio show or saw it on a TV show, saw us out and sent us a check. I mean, um, but but uh, to get one started, you got to have people that are doers. You got to have people that are that are focused on on getting this done. And if you're working a full time job, uh, that's that's hard to do. But the way Tony and I looked at it at the time is that you know this is what we do for fun on our off time, and it was uh, we were excited about it. We we met uh, we met literally every other day to begin with. And then it was weekly. And then, you know, we just we take, take, we've got 
files full of notes. And I mean, we've got minutes, or I don't, we'll call them minutes. We got uh, paper towels and, 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 and napkins with, with, with scribble on it, uh, what we're going to do next. And we've got miles and miles and miles of that. But uh, it's just something that, you know, if it's in your heart, uh, and you and you've got to drive to get it done. You can get it done. Um, I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example on fundraising. Um, there's always a question: of Where's the money going to come from? How's the money? I'm, in my mind, I knew that the money would follow. All, all you had to do is get in front of people. We went to see every bank, and I say every bank. We didn't go to every branch, but we went to see every bank in the triangle and sat down with those people and showed them what we were going to do. And, and ask for the donation. You know, like I said, most, most of them said, what can we do to help? Show us the levels. Uh, we're, we're in. We're all in. Uh, it's probably easier the second go around. The first time people didn't know what the Miracle League was. I mean, we were the first Miracle League in North Carolina. And okay. now uh, there, there's 14 members now, which is incredible. 14 members. And now uh, over the United States, there's 325 uh, Miracle Leagues, and it's growing daily. When you talk to Stephanie, if you talk to her, she'll tell you all about that. But, um, you know, you, you still funding. Where do we get the funding from? And Tony had a brilliant idea. Uh, we built a wall uh, in, in, in Cary, and we were going to sell 100 slots, a plaques, what we call them, 100 plaques for $5,000 a piece, paid over five years or three years. It was your choice. Uh, to go ask for you know, someone or neighbor, something to give you five thousand dollars. It's probably not an easy get, but if you tell somebody, you show them the program, and you tell somebody, you know, we, we're asking for five thousand, but it's, it's payable over five years. It's a thousand dollars a year. You start breaking those numbers down like that. And what is that per week? You know, fifty-two weeks. How much money do you have to set by to do that? We broke that down, and we sold those hundred plaques, literally in in, a, in probably forty-five days. All hundred. In 45 days. So right there was a half a million dollars. Right there was a half a million dollar commitment. If you've got that commitment, that you can pretty much get a bank to leverage the you know the credit line for you to go ahead and build. Uh, the first build cost us seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to do. Uh, there were several, uh, several, a couple of. Where's, where's this check coming from? Where, where are we going to get the money to get this thing finished? And and I'm gonna tell you again, the former said, "You get this thing started, I'm gonna help you get there." Um, we were. Probably at the five hundred thousand dollars level when uh, uh, Andy's, and which is now Highway Fifty Five, Kenny Moore stepped up and said, "We want to be, uh, we want to be the, your your name naming rights for the field." And, and he didn't have a store in town. You know, he did it because he's a he's an ex baseball guy. Played baseball at the same time that I played that. Maybe eight years later, um, saw the need as well and said, this is just something, that I'm, I'm not doing it because I want you to buy my hamburgers, I'm, I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. So, you know, like I said, we blew aside the war, you know, so it, there, there it is, that's how it started. I mean, and we've been blessed and we've been touched the whole time long. And I, I knew the field had been named by them. I didn't know how that had come about. So that's that that is interesting. And I know for years they've um, they've done the celebrations with the with the kids with it. Oh, yeah. He did, they, they, look, they commit their time there. They get employees to come by uh, once a year. I think we do that in the spring. And it's the same day as dunk day and um, uh, where they dunk the coaches. Um, but uh, they come by and they feed the, the kids uh, at the end of the season, the end of the season yeah. party. I mean, they just continue to give, continue to give, and continue to give, and they're giving in Durham as well. So um, 
their their heart, their soul is in the right place. And that comes from the guy who leads them there, and that's Kenny Moore. So if you're an organization listening to this, there's there's perfect perfect ways to pitch in, par- partner with some parents or with some community members. I mean, Robin's not coming in as a as a parent; he's coming in as a community member who just felt 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 the need and wanted to get this done. So um, so your connections can come from different ways. This part of our interview is our speed round. First question: What's your favorite color? Blue. The last book that you read? Pass. Okay. Your favorite holiday? Christmas. All right, so these are the either or now. Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Batman or Superman? Uh, Batman. Ocean or mountains? Ocean. Winter or summer? Summer. Watch a movie or read a book? Watch a movie. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Neither. <laughs> and Twitter or Instagram? I don't do either. Robin, thank you for sharing your experience with starting the Miracle League program. And um, if our listeners have any questions and they want to contact you directly, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I would say go to the Miracle League of the Triangle website and call the number there. Uh, Benji Capps is our executive director, uh, and and I'll consider him to be the best in the business, and uh, you'll be talking to the right person. Okay, so we'll we'll link that, and we'll also post the national office link because anyone who wants to start this process needs to contact Stephanie in the national office, so we'll have that as well. So if you're involved with the Miracle League where you live, leave a comment in the section below with the name of your local program, where that field is located, and their contact information, so that if any other listeners are looking through the comments, they can they can connect with you that way and to try to get into that one. Um, but the first step you want to take if you're looking for a field or want to start one is to contact Stephanie at the national office. So Robin, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time today to share this with us. And um, just on behalf of our listeners, I appreciate you being here today. Well, listen, thank you for what you do. I mean, our biggest our biggest uh, thing that we, we are really out there is awareness. And, you know, if we make one person aware through this podcast, then we're hoping it's a lot more than, than it's served the purpose. So thank you for what you do. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.